0: Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: This is my America, ooh, yeah, living proud and living free. This is my America, yeah, 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 and there's nowhere I'd rather be. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me, correcting the record. Thanks to uh, the amazing listeners that I got out there. Uh, it was, we were talking before the break about Jamie Lee Curtis. Her mother was Janet Lee and not Tippi Hedren. Tippi Hedron's Melanie Griffith's mother. So thank you to the crack listeners of the AK show. Keeping me honest uh, on that. So, um, okay. All right. We've got coming up in our in our next segment here, we mentioned this story uh to you guys Friday night that we have a local story here at the YMCA with this seventeen year old girl. Uh, you know, and by the way, she was she was in the shower. To me at seventeen, I was never comfortable showering in front of anybody in front of other girls. I mean that you know, I was just everybody has like their own level of modesty, right? And and I think kids should be able to develop their own natural sense of modesty whatever works for them if a kid's not comfortable showering in front of other people I don't think you should force them right Um, and so let alone I can't imagine being 17 year old girl Rebecca to where she's showering um, and in comes a dude right so that story has blown up nationally in fact there's a rally tonight at the YMCA and so after the next break you're going to hear from um some people who have attended the rally tonight, and I'm just excited to share that story with you. Um, in the meantime, and I will tell you a, a good, little good news story before we get to that. The Iowa Catholic Diocese uh, has prohibited boys and girls sports, and students must use bathrooms corresponding to their biological sex. And so... Um, This includes um, uh, it's it says uh, they've issued the Catholic Diocese of Des Moines, Iowa, has issued new policies that ban transgender girls from playing school and church sports against natural born girls and also restricts bathrooms and locker rooms. Uh, to use only by birth gender, not chosen gender. It will be implemented in 17 area schools, four hospitals, and 80 parishes controlled by the diocese. This is absolutely a win, and particularly since we've got stories like this coming out of the Church of England, where they have decided to, quote, bless gay marriages under Bishop ruling, um, I'm not familiar with the Church of England, wh- how it compares to Catholicism or anything else. I don't really know anything about it. If you guys do, let me know, 888-344-1170. Um, but gay couples who have recently married within a civil setting will soon be able to have their union blessed with, Anglican, with within Anglican churches in England, with Church of England bishops having reportedly voted in favor of the practice as efforts to reform the faith. Um, I don't know anything about Church of England. What I do know is that the 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 Bible is the word of God, and it it, it, it ain't to be reformed, in my opinion. It, not in my opinion. The, the word was God, and the word is God. You know, to me, I hear churches wanting to reform, and it's like, what you got? Don't have enough people coming in, dropping money in the plate. Got to keep up. You got you got to appease the masses, so you can keep the money rolling in got a problem with that Um, I know that this has been costly and painful for many on all sides of the debate and has touched on deeply personal matters and strongly held beliefs Sarah Mullaly the bishop who reportedly led the discussion we have been moved by what we have heard and seen you're not supposed to be moved by your parishioners coming in with something that's not biblical it's your job to move them Listen, Jesus loved everybody, right? But Jesus didn't go up to the prostitute and tell her, keep prostituting, right? Jesus said, turn away from your sin. One of the one of the issues we've had, and Trump, we, we talked about this last night, you know, because Trump has come out against the evangelical leaders who supported him in 2016, who said they may not in 2024, and he says he, he expects their loyalty. I disagree with that, but I do agree with him that they have not been out at the forefront doing everything that they can to be political and help win elections. And the excuse of we want to keep our tax-free status doesn't work for me. It is your job, just like Jesus, to go out among the community and preach and preach the gospel and this country was as blessed as it was with judeo Christian principles and values on that on that part.
2: I guess the Church of England was voting on uh uh on this andre, and it looks like that uh they're not going to allow same sex couples to marry, but then it goes on later to say that they're still welcome to come to church as a couple in their civil partnerships, and they're still going to be blessed. It's, it makes no sense.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's one thing to let somebody—we're we, all sinners, right? Everybody sins. So it's one thing to say, yeah, come to church if you're a sinner. But it's another thing to bless it, right? I mean, Jesus did not bless sin. Jesus did not go up to the prostitute and say, I love you, so it's okay if you keep hooking.
2: We're not going to marry you, but we're okay with it.
1: Yeah, so no, that's, that's just riding a fence post. That's just riding a fence post. Here's a story that's uh, here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. As we are going to go to break in a moment and talk about uh, this YMCA rally here in San Diego, the city of Cambridge, uh, Mass, is has uh, uh, is raising eyebrows after a city women's civil rights commission. Now get this, this was a women's civil rights commission. They announced a sports event for girls age 5 to 11 that will include little boys who, quote, identify as girls. You aren't about rights for any kind of woman if you're about, if you're about, and what this is about is it's about recruiting into transgenderism. It's about pushing the false narrative that there is such a thing as gender being a choice and it's not. And it's also about conditioning little five year old girls to put up with this crap. It's about conditioning five year old girls to be like Rebecca at the y m c a and c n t at seventeen who has to be confronted with an adult male showing all of his parts. That's what's going on there it's really it, and and i don't what I don't understand. It says girls K through fifth grade, K through fifth grade and their families are invited to learn about local teams and explore new sports. Uh, Families explore new sports. The solution is the solution is to have transgender people compete against other transgenders. That's what the solution is. The, uh, the Cambridge Sports, whatever is the city department, established in 77 supposedly to promote equality for all women and girls and advocate for their behalf. This is not about advocating for girls. This is about advocating for leftism in this country, for, for wokeism. It's about destroying what's happening girls across this country this this is called a girl x event you can't tell me you're advocating for girls when you're changing the the word girl and calling it girl x okay and including boys in that we're going to go to the phones phil ortiz is on the line He's at the rally or has been at the rally out in CNT at the YMCA. This story has gone national, and I'm glad that it did because there's just something about a little local story that starts at a little suburb in San Diego County involving a 17-year-old girl who had the courage to speak up on her behalf. And now the community is rallying behind her, and Phil Ortiz joins me now. Um, hi, Phil Ortiz. Thank you for being here on tonight's Andrea K Show thanks for having me andrea so what got you involved in going to this rally tonight
2: so i actually sit on the city council to the neighboring city of santee uh, in el cajon i'm a sitting city council member and many of our residents use this facility um i've used it personally with my three young kids um and so this affects more than just the people of santee obviously this is an example of uh organizations going woke Acquiescing to crazy state of California policies and not defending women and children's privacy, their safety, and their security.
1: Absolutely. I'm horrified that the 17 year old girl, I was talking uh, before you came on, Phil about how I, I w- wouldn't have been comfortable at 17 showering naked in front of other girls I mean I ha- I was just a very modest you know girl it was very that was a very uncomfortable thing for me to do um, I grew up in the south by the way and you know that was also a part of our culture um, so I wouldn't even been comfortable at 17 showering naked in front of other girls the, I, I can't imagine this 17 year old girl having some grown man walking in naked and shoving his private parts and Back in my day, Phil, he would have been arrested for being a flasher. But nowadays, some man can call himself a woman and he gets away with with terrorizing and and scaring young girls in a locker room. This is criminal to me, Phil Ortiz.
2: Yeah, you know, it's an act of lunacy is what it is, where it's still I, I'm a, I hope it's still illegal For a a grown male to expose himself on the street, but all of a sudden, like you said, you say a magic word, you go say, I am a woman, and you can go into a locker room and expose yourself. Everyone's talking about rights, rights for this person, rights Mm -hmm. for that person. Let me tell you something. When your if the right that you're talking about takes something away from another person, that is not a right if you have to take away the innocence, if you have to take away the safety, if you put in jeopardy the safety of another person, that's not a right. It is immoral. And just because something is legal does not make it moral. Martin Luther King Jr. Said everything that Adolf Hitler did in Germany in the thirties and forties was legal. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it moral. That doesn't make it right. It is an unjust law and needs to be changed. And people need to start looking at this from the perspectives of victims. You know, I, 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 how what is it going to take for people to change their policy to ensure that sexual assaults do not do not occur at these facilities and under these crazy laws in the state of California
1: Well, we already know what happened in Virginia and Loudoun County. We know what, we know a boy calling himself a young man, calling himself a girl in a skirt, raped a girl in a bathroom and then they hit it and then they moved to, to, to another school and he raped somebody else. So they know the dangers that this poses for women and this is about pushing leftist ideology. It's about destroying the fabric of our nation, our Judeo Christian principles and values. It's about destroying family in order to destroy the underpinning of America so that they can transform it into their Marxist ideology. They have To destroy the family. They have to destroy everything that has to do with our values and the family unit. And that means destroying girls in the process. And they don't care how many are terrorized. They don't care how many are afraid. They don't care how many are sexually assaulted in a variety of different forms or ruined for life. They certainly don't care. Obviously, they don't, because this is also part of a movement that involves wanting to chemically castrate five year olds. And we've got Mm -hmm. to be standing up as a nation and pushing back against it. If children isn't the hill that we're Willing to die on Phil in order to save yep. this country, then what are we? Then we might as well just hand it over because we cannot yep. let our children continue to be preyed upon.
2: If not us, then who? If not when? If not now, then when? It's like the the line has to be drawn here and now, and let the fight come to me and not my children. Yeah, I don't want this to move on to another generation. And as as a community, we put this rally on to put pressure on these organizations and say, hey, listen, if you're going to be uh, ascribing to this woke ideology that puts people in jeopardy, women and children in jeopardy, the most vulnerable people in our society in jeopardy, putting crazy people's, quote unquote, rights ahead of children's safety. Um, if you're going to be doing this, you're going to go out of business. Your, your your memberships are going to decline. No one's going to be going to your organizations. No one's mm-hmm. going to be supporting you. We're going to be actively working against you because this is unacceptable because it is immoral. And people need to be conscious, conscientious consumers, find out where they're spending their money and, and change the way we're spending our money. So we're not going to the Starbucks who are going to pay for gender reassignment surgeries and the YMCA who... Is defending these policies. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely outrageous. It's defending it. They we learned through COVID, the COVID lockdowns that there are plenty of businesses that are willing to push back and say, you know what, this is wrong. This is immoral that you're shutting me down. And they defy the state. You can still do that, YMCA. You can still defy the state law and say, you know what, no, I'm going to protect women and children instead of following this crazy state law. But they're not doing that. They're acquiescing to it. And so that's why we have the rally is to push back and say, not in my town not right now it's not going to happen here go take a hike
1: Absol- did, did was there a good turnout tonight at the rally
2: uh there must have been about 5 to 600 <gasps> uh, supporters and maybe 70 you know miscreants just trying to rabble rouse that were incoherent and couldn't put two words together. So it was a fantastic turnout.
1: That's amazing. Well God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight and sharing uh, and for standing up for children and doing your job as city council. And even though it wasn't in your, your area of El Cajon, I mean it, it this affects all of us. This is an American mm-hmm. story, an American issue and that's why it's getting national coverage. Phil Ortiz, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody Thanks, how they Andrea. can tell everybody how they can support you and and, and find you on the social
2: yeah so you can uh go to my facebook page councilman phil ortiz um or my uh instagram is um freedom ortiz with a ph for freedom and uh santi parents for choice is the group that organized this they uh came together during covid to push back against um mask policies and we're just continuing the fight out here
1: well thank you so much keep up keep up the great work and god bless
2: Thanks,
1: Andrea. All right. And you guys stay tuned because coming up, we've got financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff is going to be here. There's a battle brewing on the debt ceiling. But the Democrats are saying, you know what? Just because we maxed out on how much we owe, that doesn't have anything to do with a spending problem. What's that got to do with inflation? Huh? Elhoff will be here to explain. So don't you go anywhere.
0: A.K., dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Waiting patiently on the line is our man Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, calling in to give his thoughts on the debt ceiling showdown. Republicans and Democrats are negotiating over spending as Congress decides whether to increase the $31.4 trillion limit which is already a hundred percent of the U.S. GDP, but the Democrats are saying today, "Oh, don't be!" The, the debt ceiling ain't got nothing to do with spending. All right, my man, financial thought, Doctor Dave Elhoff, your thoughts. Well,
3: I tell you, it's got everything to do with spending, <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is we need a smaller government. We need defense. Yes, we need to keep the Social Security going. But now they're going to steal from those budgets probably to make some kind of deal to extend it further and kick the can down the road. They can't do anything else, A.K., but I'm telling you, Americans, it's a problem. The debt is a problem. The deficit is a problem. Spending is a problem. And if they don't address it, I, I really... I'm Uh, beside myself right now. I don't know what they
1: can do. Well, yeah, here's the thing. To try to tell me it's not a spending problem would have been like me going back to my parents back in the day. I've talked about how... I was bouncing checks to Bono's Pizza, okay, (laughs) back in the day, (laughs) and Daddy gave me a bumper sticker that said, "I can't be broke. I don't. I've got more checks, right?" Because he wanted to embarrass me, Um, and you know, but so that that would be like me saying, "Well, you know, so what? I bounce checks. It doesn't mean I got a spending problem." Right.
3: I mean, no, right? Exactly. I mean, I got to eat, <laughs> You got to have beer, right. you have pizza.
1: <laughs> right. And daddy was like, you know what? You getting three meals a day in that dormitory cafeteria that we paying for, yep. you need to go and eat up and, you know, that that's your food for the night. Right. You, you know, because I long story, but I didn't like to eat dinner at five. Because to me that wasn't early enough, and I still like a later dinner. I'm like a European. I like to eat dinner at nine, ten o'clock, right? So I was ordering pizza, and Daddy yeah. was like, "Okay, I'm taking your checkbook away." The problem is spending, and and and, and when we when I see we're 120 percent of the U.S. GDP, there was a time in which they said that reaching a hundred a hundred percent of the GDP, you were toast as a country, you were done.
2: Yeah. Well, that's why I was going to ask Dave, do you think this is intentional? Because that's what it looks like to me.
3: You know, it could very well be the great reset. They keep talking about the great reset. And if they keep going down this path, there's going to be some kind of reset in order for the Fed. But I'll tell you something. You know, the Fed has over a half trillion dollars in cash right now Mm. and all that money has, they haven't been putting it into the system, which is kind of a good thing because you know, what really causes inflation is the M two money supply. right? And that was increased due to the COVID response, the PPP loans, the, the money that was sent out to people and, it turned around, they got that money back right away.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Within three months, the money comes back into the federal reserve through the spending habits of America. And they now are hoarding cash. Now, why would they be hoarding cash?
1: That's an odd probably yeah.
3: because, yeah, probably because that's part of the thing that they're gonna need to get through these negotiations. But folks, we all know that if you and I spent money the way the federal government spends money, and if we could go and just print more money to cover it, how long would it take before it'd be a problem? Not very long. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And we're getting to the end of it right here. It is, I'm concerned. I have been for ten years. Yeah, you know, talking about the debt that the, this country is accumulating, and the other problem is this: is that China owns over two hundred thousand acres of farmland. Now, why does China want our farmland? Hmm. The hugest country in the world, controlling our farmland. Mm -hmm. our agriculture production, and all that, boy, I really don't know. I'm really concerned going forward. Well, I tell you my theory.
1: Well, hang hang on before you get to the positive because I want you to give a positive uh, message, which is that there are some people, there are choices that people can take to get their power back and some good choices they can make on, on their money. But I think what the play is is the smart cities. They want to be able to own all the farmland. They want to be able to, they want to be able to, by owning up all the farmland, they can control our food supply. With the CDC and the COVID takeover of our entire medical system, which is what happened under COVID, they are now controlling the AMA and the Pediatrics Association and pharma. It's all under control of the lefties. Um, by controlling our energy sector, by putting us under a technocracy society of, of a digital footprint where we're judged with our social credit scores their goal is to have us live in these little smart cities where we're not driving cars by the way everything we walk around everywhere or we ride on our little electric bikes everywhere and everything is in one little shop everything's you all your clothing or whatever and home goods that's all Amazon right there then you've got you then you go into and in shop for your food here and get your drugs here see your doctor here it's like one little one little village and you and everything has to and to acquire anything involves your digital footprint and if they don't like something you've said done or whatever according to your social credit score you're out of luck that's the play long term and that's why we should not be allowing china first of all to be buying up any of our farmland
3: that's exactly right And and I'm telling you, more foreign control is requiring our government Mm -hmm. to go into debt even more, Mm -hmm. even though a lot of that debt is owned by foreign entities. And I'm telling you, it is a problem, folks. But. Let's talk about what can we take from positiveness from this. It's very difficult and a different way to think about it. But you need to think differently. You can't look at traditional financial planning strategies. What is the traditional financial planning strategies? You put money to work at a rate of return over time and you have this accumulation. That's what all the traditional financial planning people are doing. But look at the formula. The money, number one, fluctuates in value. It goes up and down. It depreciates. You have inflation eating away at it. And then you take the rate of returns, and they use average rate of returns, which are not actual rate of returns. And that is not a stable Part of the formula. The Mm -hmm. only thing that's stable, the only thing that people have is time. Time is what we have. But once you've lost time, you've lost it forever. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: So if you look at that formula, how do you, I'll tell you what you have to do. I'm going to use something that you probably haven't heard before the velocity money factor. That's what companies, that's what institutions, that what governments do. That's what banks do is they use velocity money. They Mm -hmm. take your dollar in, they lend it out, they get it back. They lend it out again. They get it back. They lend it out again. they get it back. You go and buy a car. The dealer pays off his loan. The bank's got that money back. You buy a house, the the developer pays off his construction loan. You earn a credit card, you go and buy something on a credit card, you pay the credit card with, you know, 29% interest, most of them are now, or 22, or 16, and they get it back right away. They get about six turns on the money, the same dollar, that you put into your checking account or your savings account, they get six turns off of it. Mm-hmm. They can't make money off of paying, having you pay them a 2% interest rate on a CD or right. 3% or 4%. You've got to make that money work, and you need to learn how to do that for yourselves, folks.
1: Well, you, they how not they not do out. not do it for themselves. They need to talk to you and have a conversation. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you.
3: 619-548-0965. Call me or go to Financial Thought Doctor. Take a look at a couple videos on there, or go to YouTube and put in L. Hop Oil Strategies and check out the videos that are there. There are videos there that are explaining many of these concepts of what you're facing, folks, and it's not going to get easier going forward. So I ask you have a conversation with me, six one nine five four eight zero nine six five. 548 965
1: Thank you for being here tonight, my dear. Appreciate right. it. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Now, you guys stay Bye. tuned. We got another caller in from this rally tonight at the YMCA. I definitely want you to hear from her. It's the vice mayor of Santee. She's going to be reporting in on what is going on and the pushback against this crazy story. It's Laura Caval who's going to be here. So stay, stay tuned. We got to get active people. And I'm telling you, it's happening in Santee tonight of all places. So stay tuned to hear more about that story on the other side of the break.
0: Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So we had a story in San Diego County. 17-year-old year girl showering at a YMCA. When she sees a grown man coming in and just undressing him and just exposing his male parts to her. And you know what? The left just expected, including the county supervisors here with Nathan Fletcher and beyond and and, and all the rest of the the lefties across this country, just expected uh, her to, the YMCA themselves told her to just basically sit down and shut up and go away. The left expected this story to go away. What I don't think they expected was the rally that took place tonight in Santee at the YMCA. Earlier, we spoke to a councilman from El Cajon, a neighboring town. But now we get to hear from Laura Koval. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. She's the vice mayor of Santee, and she's here to tell you guys tonight about this rally, about why it started, how it went, and hopefully what the results are going to be. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you um, for participating in this rally tonight. I'm not sure how it got organized, but I am so grateful because you know what? We I'm not even a mom, but I'm a woman, and I can't imagine what this young girl went through. I think it's terrible that she was basically told to shut up and go away. What's happening to our girls is just criminal out there. And instead of the citizens, Rebecca and the citizens of Santee putting up with it, you guys decided to rally. What I didn't get to talk to Phil about earlier, he gave his perspective, but I'd love for you to share us about how this rally got organized, what went on tonight, what has been the YMCA's response, and how Rebecca is doing.
4: You got it. Well, um, so it started a week ago at our city council meeting. They're they're on every other Wednesday night. And during public comment, Rebecca um, got up and and basically, now that the, the... the video has gone viral of what she said um and and i'm the only woman on our city council and i was sitting up there and to be quite frank my reaction was i was pissed yeah (laughs) um i just for the rest of i just couldn't believe that that this is happening in in this day and age but but then then again i i can right right when the when three of the county board of supervisors changes changes the definition of a woman, um, we, we you could see this coming, right? Right. Um, and when it happened, when they changed the definition of a woman in San Diego County, uh, the the next city council meeting right after that, <laughs> I gave one of my longest, uh, I guess you would say, speeches as a council person um, about women in sports. I'm a high school and collegiate athlete. Uh, I threw shot put and discus in college. That's kind of unusual. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unusual. It's a strength sport, right? Yeah. But I can tell you today that a 70-year-old man could uh, throw the shot put as a, a collegiate athlete. He, if he, if And actually uh, it happened last year. A 70-year-old male, because they throw the same weight shot put as a collegiate athlete, uh, Olympic athlete woman um, through the shot put as far as uh, he'd be basically in the top 10 all time in San Diego state history. Wow! So obviously uh, a 70 year old man has, uh, well, you know, the biology is a little different then, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody claiming to be a woman, uh, it's just going to decimate w- women's sports. And, and that was what I was talking about then, but then this, I mean, where where do women feel safe? Where can girls go to feel safe? We 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 all probably saw the story um, on the news tonight about the barista that was uh, the the man drove up and att- attempted to abduct her out of the drive-through window. He tried to get a mm-hmm. a zip tie around her arm and pull her out. Yeah, and and and, and that's how are we supposed to? walk out of the shower and look at somebody naked and go, Oh, well, they're transgender. So it's okay. I'm not under threat. No, we're, that's not how we're wired. Women have their head on the swivel, you know, from a very young age, because, Mm -hmm. um, we are always protecting ourselves and protecting our kids. And that's just how we're wired. So yeah, very upset. Um,
1: well, not to mention yeah. the fact that, you know, as a young woman, um, it should be my choice when I see a man part, oh, okay, and, and and certainly at 17, I wouldn't want to see man parts. The fact that it was forced upon her actually is a sexual assault, in my opinion. We have now, the left has now legitimized and normalized and decriminalized sexual assault of young girls. That's what this was, right. in my opinion that 's absolutely what this was, and then, for her to be told that she was the problem, she was revictimized we this is this is what 's going on in this country is a full on assault on women, whether it 's an assault on women where they 're told that they need to you know cut off their breast because if they ever wanted to play with a tonka toy they 're a boy, or whether it 's you know you 're a young girl and you 're forced to shower with men. You know, or whether it's that you've you've worked your entire young life towards an an athletic dream, and now it's been stolen from you by a man. To me, we are the, the assault on women is just rampant in this country and nobody's speaking up for it. And I'm glad this rally took place tonight because it shows they want they want us to think. They're trying to do to all of us like they did to Rebecca here, which is make us think we're the problem. Something's wrong with us if we don't want this to happen. No, we are really in the majority here and we but but we've got a small window, I think, in order to take our power back and stop this crap in this country before it's too late. What do you think the outcome is is the why gonna back off from this now after this rally tonight
4: um i i don't know what the y is going to do um i i, I have a meeting with the regional director we're, we're hoping to get together ne- next week a- and the you know where i'm coming from is the Fancy ymca is a great organization a great facility the philosophical thing that's happening now is absolutely wrong or or, or whatever, you know, to say, well, we're following state law. No, that doesn't cut it. Mm -mm. Um, And I talked to so many people over the last week. I try to get all opinions, all perspectives. uh, uh, And I can say, I can tell you, it's not, this is not a, you know, a Republican Democrat thing here. It's every, everybody knows. At their core, this is wrong. So to, to fall on the, well, it's state law, that that doesn't work for us. So what I have offered to do is, look, let's help the YMC make um, the restroom facilities safe and private for everyone. And if that would, if that's what it comes down to, then that's what it comes down to. Um, I understand that w- the YMCA as an organization, because of COVID, is, you know, $16 million in the hole. They don't have the money to retrofit. They've got these unfunded political mandates that uh, it's not just the YMCA, right? It's all businesses now have to, to follow this. Um, they can't discriminate. And uh, the, the target changing rooms, all those kinds of things. So um, we need to help these organizations. You know, make facilities safe for everyone. But in the meantime, they've got to, you know, stop letting biological males in the girls locker room. That's just got to stop immediately. Yeah. And then we can with them. And and honestly, when I'm speaking to men, too, they'd like some privacy, too. Yeah. So so let's just get rid of um, men, women, whatever, and let's make it all private. And everyone's safe.
1: Well, how do we make it private if we don't do men versus women?
4: Well, because everybody has an individual place with a door to change. So there's no there's no community. It, it's interesting. I talked to a guy who definitely agrees. You know that men shouldn't be in the women's locker locker room. But then he said, "You know, Laura, I when I was uh, in junior high and high school." I felt uncomfortable showering in front of other, you know, guys and stuff. It's like it's uncomfortable for, I guess, both sides, which I didn't realize before. Because women, we grow up, we have stalls, we have doors. That's just, you know, our, yeah. our restroom. The guys' yeah. restroom's not that way. It's just, you know, wide open. I'm like, oh, I didn't consider that. So really, the and and if there's a transgender person, they probably wouldn't feel comfortable in a in a men's locker room. I don't get why this particular person didn't go into the family restroom where it was a single stall and could have had privacy. So that's what makes me think it was intentional. Um, but, you know, well, whatever it, the yeah. reason. Well, whatever what, whatever the reason
1: was, it was inappropriate, and it was absolutely. yeah, it was inappropriate. It was wrong, and it and and, and and it cannot be acceptable in our society. And what I would absolutely. ask of organizations that I don't care whether or not the state has decided to legalize grown men. I, you know, the state of California could decide to normalize and to legalize, and in some ways, it's encroaching upon legalizing sex with adults and children. Um, um, that should never be acceptable in this country whether or not oh. whether or not some state decides to make it legalized or not and the and the problem should not be on innocent children to have to suffer um uh, uh, under the weight of it and it's our job to protect children in, in this country. Thank you for being here tonight. I appreciate your your what you're what you're trying to do there and I appreciate everybody who attended the rally tonight. And uh this is this is to me this is the hill we got to die on is protecting our children. Thank you so much Lark. Is it Koval or Koval? Koval. Stand tall with Koval. <laughs> stand tall with Koval. I love it. That's a great bumper sticker. Thank you so much for being here. appreciate it. <laughs> okay. All right, bye bye. Bye now. All right, you guys, stay tuned. We got we got a, 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 some more to share with you guys on the other side of the break. I haven't decided yet which which topic I'm going to go with. Hmm. You'll have to stay tuned to find out.
0: Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Okay, I saw this the other day on Instagram. <laughs> it's this TikToker is like... You know, it's time that people decided they needed to show up on time, okay? I mean, because this has become a problem. I'm a nut for being on time, and I can't stand when people are not on time. So here we've got the perfect excuse for not having to be on time. We've got an African-American woman who's decided that being on time is rooted in white supremacy, sexism, and straight-up homophobia. Clip 6.
4: When y'all are ready to learn about the connections between this... This and the white American cultural norm with obsessing over being on time, please let me know. Please. Because as someone who is black, queer, has ADHD, and studies African American history and culture, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. It's going to be so much fun. But you know, until then, we could just keep acting like that's a completely harmless opinion that has no historical context whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Okay, there, b- before that clip is a guy saying, we stop like normalizing people being late. Like, it's not cute. It's not funny. And she goes on to, I mean, by the way, so she goes on to provide all these excuses like she's black, she's queer. Like, I, what, what does being gay have to do with it? Or, I don't, and, and queer isn't the same as being gay. To this day, I have no idea what queer means. So I guess I, I maybe, maybe, maybe next time if I am late somewhere, I just gotta say, look, dude, I'm queer right? Is that what I got to do? Oh, but then she goes on to say she's got ADHD. Okay. Um, that's, that's a good one to trot out. You're late for a doctor's appointment. They want to charge you for the time, right? Or whatever. And you're like, dude, I'm late. I, look, I got ADHD and I'm queer. Okay. Oh, and also she studies African-American history and culture. So, um, what does that mean? Does that mean that, um, an, an African, uh, 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 well, but African-American history, you know, I used to work. I've worked with a lot of black people that were on time. So I don't I don't get the point there unless maybe in Africa. Nobody's on time over in Africa. I don't get the point here, but I don't. I, so, you know what? I mean, everything is racist now. Everything is bigoted. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You show up late for a job interview for me and you're getting fired. You show, don't show up to work on time. You should get fired.